Did you know Super Awesome Mix has an app? Go to the Apple App Store today and download Super Awesome Mix. It's free. You could start creating and sending your own digital mixtapes in just a few clicks. Also, there's links to our Instagram account and a link where you can follow your favorite podcast. Speaking of which... Welcome back to another super awesome mix. My name is Matt Sidholm, alongside my co-host and co-founder of Super Awesome Mix, Samer Abusalbi. Samer, I how am we doing, doing real well. Thank you, as always, for asking. And and how are you, Matt? That's I'm wonderful. Great. I'm doing great. It's another another beautiful day here in Texas. So uh, no complaints wonderful. on my end. Um, so Samer, we're back here with a very special guest and um he is originally from tulsa oklahoma he has traveled the world as a as a journalist and a producer for cbs abc and currently nbc in new york he has been part of teams that have won multiple edward r murrow awards for journalism and he won an emmy for producing an investigative piece on bill cosby Um, between that his work on the church of scientology his time being embedded with the john mccain presidential campaign and on the front lines of afghanistan we could call him the most interesting man in the world but (laughs) instead we call him our friend john bentley john welcome to the show oh thank you for that kind intro i am certainly not the most interesting man in the world but (laughs) thank you nonetheless for having me John, with everything on your resume, would you still consider the high point of your career broadcasting Division Three football games? One hundred percent. Thank you. A- absolutely. Thank you. That's yes. what I was hoping. <laughs> we got to travel to such locales as Sewanee, Tennessee, and uh, oh, all, the, all the all the high points. Yeah. I tell you, the Ritz Carlton in Sewanee, <laughs> Tennessee, is beautiful. The towels are to die for. Yeah, they're known for that <laughs> hotel location, right? I think that's one of their their. It's a flagship. It's location. one of their flagship. It's one of their yeah, flagship right. hotels for sure. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, well, John, great, great to have you, and uh, you've put together a pretty, uh, pretty different mix from a lot of the music that we've had on the show uh, so far. You went with. And I was very excited about this because I love a lot of these artists, but but Samer, this is kind of an introduction for you to a it lot is. of these kind of alt country artists. Yes, right? absolutely. Yes, I we've we've mentioned it on the show. It's probably no secret. I'm not the number one fan of country music. <laughs> I am maybe not even a top ten fan of country music. However, you know, Matt and I talk a lot about this. Uh, we we welcome all kinds of music on the show. You know, our messaging has always been about like music is music is music. You know, one of our guests, Will Nichols, said that, and I absolutely love that. And so we always go into all of our mixes really with with open eyes, you know, open heart and and open ears, so to speak, um, of just trying to like enjoy it and, and appreciate it and understand that everyone's got their own taste and everything. So this was. Um, at times, a little bit of a struggle for me to like to do that, admittedly. Um, but there's some, there are actually some great tracks on here that I was like, "Huh, I actually, I really like this. This is great." Um, and that's always fun. That's always fun when you can go into a mix, you know, or, or a genre of music, kind of thinking like, "Oh, I don't like anything," but being like, "Huh, actually, actually, I do." Um, and hopefully that that is true for a lot of our listeners who who might share the same, uh, really, with any of our genres. So yeah, with that, I think we sh- we should jump in. Yeah, absolutely. Track one 
John, you went with the Bird Hunters by Turnpike Troubadours. Yeah, the uh, the Turnpike Troubadours are, uh, as you mentioned, I'm from Oklahoma, and uh, as are the the Turnpike Troubadours. So this uh, this is the the first song on on one of their records, and I, I think it's a it's a good. You guys just did a podcast about great uh, opening songs, I believe, and I think this is a great opening song to their album, and it's something that uh, when I'm traveling around, uh, I like to to put on because it reminds reminds me a lot of uh of Oklahoma kind of uh you, you know just the the way they the way they sing the music um I, I can't say that I would call myself a hunter of birds or anything else but uh I do like the song and the sound and so that's why I uh I kicked off the mix with that yeah it does a good job of painting a picture of like what uh, a bird hunt would look like and it does. You know, guys kind of getting on each other and all i of thought that. if the game duck hunt ever needed a, a theme song <laughs> <laughs> this this could be it it really kind of sums it up you got the dog in there the rifle like you got everything <laughs> Uh, that's genius. I, uh, that's exactly what uh, what they should be uh, licensing that song for. God, if they're gonna, yeah, if they're gonna re-release Duck Hunt, which, I mean, yeah, I haven't seen that. Imagine how, yeah, they'd probably it'd probably be a much darker version of Duck Hunt, right? It wouldn't be as fun-loving as the right, original. right, for sure. It would have aged uh, in that regard. That's great. Now, this was a good opener. This was a good opener. I like that it not only opened that the album, as you mentioned, but it also opens the mix here um, and, and kind of sets the mood. I liked it. Um, let's move on I, to... Oh, go ahead, John. I was going to say, I've won you over. The first song already. Yes. You're now a, an alternative <laughs> country fan. Sam, exactly. So I feel like I've, I've done my job. <laughs> That's how good John is. I'm telling you. They don't just give Emmys to anyone. That's right. All right? <laughs> oh, that's great! All right, track two, track two, another one that I that I liked actually, because um, it has it has like a bit of a rock influence. In fact, um, you've got the Graveyard Shift by Uncle Tupelo. Yeah, so if um, you know people who are familiar with this type of music, it's sometimes called No Depression music because Uncle Tupelo's first record was called No Depression. Um, they're sort of the 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 godfathers of this style of mixing uh, rock and country and kind of um, you know really. I, they probably wouldn't take credit for creating the genre, but definitely honing it and uh, being one of the flag bearers uh, of it. And, and Uncle Tupelo since split up into Sunvolt and Wilco, but um, this was one of their uh, one of their first songs uh, uh, or one of their uh, off their early records. And um, yeah, I mean, like you said, it, it really does combine uh, uh, rock and, and country, and it reminds me of when I was. Uh, first working in, in San Antonio, I worked uh, a really enviable shift of 3 a.m. to noon at the local TV station. So uh, nice. that's, uh, that's, that's what I think of when I hear the graveyard shift. Now, when you have to be at work at 3 a.m., what when is the, when's the alarm going off? Are you even going to sleep? How does that work? It was horrible. Uh, I would try to go to bed at like 5 or 6 in the afternoon and get up at 2 and... Um, there, your body just never. I did that for two years. Your body just never gets used to that. Uh, to to trying to to do that. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, it's brutal. Yeah, that sounds awful. Well, I imagine a song like this would kind of pick things up though when you're driving. The, work you know, it does, it does, you loud, uh, you know, kind of driving music does help you try to be awake at that time. Um, lots of coffee, but uh, rich coffee, if you will. But uh, 
It uh, <laughs> it doesn't always work. That is great. Um, all right. Well, track three, we go to My Guardian Angel by the Pistoleros. Yeah, this is another track that reminds me a lot of San Antonio. It's sort of uh, mixes Spanish and English. And, um, you know, I always uh, – the Pistoleros are one of those bands that – it kind of had a hit or two and then kind of disappeared as far as I know, maybe they're huge somewhere else, but I haven't heard of them in many years, but I always liked this song. <laughs> and, uh, and it's it sort of, uh, again, it, uh, it reminded me of my time in Texas and in, in San Antonio. I like this one. I like that it had like a mariachi influence almost. It's, it's kind of, uh, it's in- interesting. Like the, all the, all the different instruments going on in here. This one was a good one. Yeah, you do not. Uh, San Antonio has a huge uh, Tejano scene, mariachi bands, all that sort of stuff, and uh, you know it's uh, definitely a part of the country where the you know you can you know where you are when you turn on the radio because you can yes. you can it definitely has that feel. <laughs> the thing about it's funny. So if you've ever dined in Texas, and if you haven't, absolutely go because like Tex-Mex food and and all the other food scene there is amazing, but. Um, if you go to a lot of, uh, let's, you know, Mexican restaurants or Tex-Mex restaurants, it is common for some of them to have like mariachi bands. So it's like the bands that will show up and start to play and serenade and, and every now and then, you know, they'll like stop by a table and serenade a table. And I used to, I'm, I'm a bit of an introvert. And so <laughs> whenever I would go to restaurants like that, I'd be terrified that I'd be the one that was picked that like, <laughs> I, I didn't want to be the table that they stopped at, especially like if you're having like a serious conversation with a person you're with, like, that's not a good place to, to try to break up with someone for example you know like <laughs> you're having this serious combo and a mariachi band appears and starts serenading you and you're like oh bad timing or, or it's the perfect place right? <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go i love that i had more to say but you Flip know the band is up. here so i gotta run it's been great <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's right that's awesome all right um let us go up north uh with track four you've got new york new york by ryan adams tell us about this one so in in 2002 i moved to uh to new york city and i suppose this is a little on the nose but um i think i believe this is the year that song came out and uh i was a huge whiskey town fan and ryan adams was the front man in whiskey town and then he I believe this is off his first solo record. So uh, it, it always reminds me of that kind of first uh, year or so in winter uh, I spent in New York after uh, living in Oklahoma and Texas for uh, my entire life. So um, that's why that one's on there. It's, it's uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a rockabilly, alt-country type of tune talking about a, a very not rockabilly and country place. So uh, I like the dichotomy of that. And uh, and overall, I just think it's a fun song. Yeah, I agree. This is a, this is a really uh, good one. And you're right. It's the right mix of kind of Southern feel, but it does, it's all about New York, you know, and that's, that's really got to be right in your wheelhouse because how long have you lived in New York now? Oh, geez. Uh, almost 20 years, which seems crazy to me, but yeah, yeah, almost 20 years now. That's crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. What was your experience of, of that first winter, by the way? How, how did you adjust to that? 
Uh, it was not not good. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you a brief funny story. We lived in a uh, very small apartment on the way Upper West Side, and uh, they have uh, in in Texas or any place else I've ever lived. You you have a heater. You just set the thermostat in the wall and heat sure. the house. Well, they have radiators in New York, which uh, neither me nor my girlfriend and our wife at the time had ever seen or used before. So as it gets to be very cold in New York, our apartment is freezing, and we have to call the super and say what you know what's going on there's no heat in this apartment and he comes on and just twists the little knob on the radiator and you hear the hiss and all of a sudden it's warm within 10 minutes but we had no idea how to operate a radiator so amazing uh yeah yeah uh for anybody who lives on the east coast they you know they're just shaking their heads about how dumb uh southerners can be sometimes and uh it was so that so it was very cold for a while until our uh Super took pity on us and showed us how to operate a radiator, which is not hard, but uh, if you've never done it before, it can be a little tricky. Yes, the uh, the steam heating takes takes some getting used to for sure. <laughs> it's very different. <laughs> uh, it is. It really shouldn't have been quite the challenge that it was for us, but uh, we made it. Yeah, that's great. All right, so track five, uh, Listen to the Radio by Nancy Griffith. Nancy Griffith just passed away, yeah, actually. Yeah, terrible. Um, yeah, it's, uh, she, she's one of my favorite singers, and um, yeah, real, uh, yeah really, really sad to, to see her, her go, because she has a huge body of work that's just uh, amazing and really, really centered in, uh, in Texas. And, um, you know, again, one of the things that I, I like to do traveling around is they're on the local radio station i mean you can everybody has their ipods or you know satellite radios and every rental car now but uh you can really get a feel of a place by uh, listening to the local radio station like i was saying in in san antonio has it has a much different flavor than even austin or dallas and uh you know new orleans uh, places in north carolina i mean they have very specific genres of music that um help you really uh, feel like you're, you know, you're in that place and sort of what it's all about. So, um, that's, that's what this song, uh, always reminds me of. And it's, it's one of the things I like to do when I'm traveling is, is kind of spin around the local dial when I get somewhere and, and hopefully you find something good or at least interesting that, uh, you know, evokes that place you're at. Yeah. I like to do that when traveling, listening, listening to the local radio and then also watching, the local news like that that always fascinates me too <laughs> once i get to my hotel room just like what is their local are they are they as incompetent as the local news people in my city <laughs> or are they better than us yeah i uh I, I love that real quick note on that i learned that so in the show how i met your mother uh, which takes place in new york city you know um there's they robin is on like a local media station and as part of the show is a guy who just reads the newspapers like the days that day's newspapers and that's a segment and i always thought that was a joke but it turns out that's real that's on on a channel called ny1 spectrum's uh spectrum's news channel every morning he just grabs the papers and reads from them i'm like that's amazing that's some well that's like what uh, kelly ripa does on that show right (laughs) don't they just pick up a stack of papers and i'm just amazed by that Governor Cuomo, what are you doing? <laughs> that uh, that guy's name is Pat Kiernan, and he is beloved in New York City yes. for reading the newspapers in the morning. It, it, it is kind of. I was the same way when I first moved here. I was like, that, that's all he does is just read the newspapers on TV. Yeah, uh, 
It's funny. You're right. Because after a couple times of watching it, I kind of looked forward to it the next day. <laughs> it is oddly, it, it's, yeah, it's kind of soothing to have, you know, your yes. friend Pat there reading the newspapers to you over your coffee. Yeah, no, he's he's huge. And it's a bit, you know, it is a hallmark of that channel. Absolutely. That's great. I'm more just jealous that that's a job <laughs> that I didn't get. Right? Like, I'm a pretty good reader. Like, I think I could do you that. Do, you do a great job. Um, Thank you. Let's let's move on to track six here, halfway mark. We've got um, aptly named out here in the middle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by James McMurtry. Yeah, yeah. James McMurtry is uh, is another singer songwriter. His uh, his his father is uh, Larry McMurtry, who wrote all the Lonesome Dove novels. You know, uh, big country Texas writer, and 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 James sort of inherited that storytelling uh, style from his dad. And uh, again, this is a uh, you know this is a song that sort of reminds me of where I where I grew up. Uh, um, it's it's kind of wry, and you know. Uh, it's it's several years old at this point, but he talks about how, you know, we've got a Starbucks now and the parking's easy. Why would you want to live anywhere else than, you know, somewhere where it's uh, a lot cheaper than out here on the coasts? But uh, yet here I remain <laughs> near, near New York City, but I still like <laughs> listening to the <this> song. <laughs> yeah, this one reminds me, it almost reminded me a little bit of Oki from Muskogee in that, you know, there's kind of listing off things that, you know, it might have been in an, in an ironic way that he was kind of presenting these things. Like maybe he's not as proud as uh, as it maybe appears. Yeah, it's uh, that's a, that's a great connection because I think he's definitely coming out of that uh, that style of uh, of um, pride in where you came from, but also poking fun at it a little bit. Um, you know, he talks about putting up towers for your cell phones. You're right. You know, was, uh, so, um, yeah, I know. I think that's a, I think that's a great connection going back uh, e- even further. Is real music dying? What even is real music, and who are we to judge that? Well, my father is a lifelong musician, and together we've been making music for over a decade. In our new podcast, we dare to ask the urgent, the weird, and the deep questions. And we have a lot of wild stories to tell. No matter what genres you enjoy, whether you're a musician, a producer, or a listener, we invite you to discover unconventional perspectives on music. So tune in and go follow Mad Makings of Music wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, good. Coming up here on track seven. Now, this is a cover song. David Allen Coe's version of Please Come to Boston, the original, was in 1974 by Dave Loggins. And for the listeners who are immediately like, wait a second, why does that sound familiar? Dave Loggins is the second cousin of the great Kenny Loggins. And uh, David Allen Coe came out with this in about 10 years later, 1984. So why did you pick pl- this version of Please Come to Boston? I, I knew it was a cover. I did not know it was Kenny Loggins' second cousin who uh, originally wrote it. I've learned something uh, here today. Uh, so if you, if you know the, I mean, there's all, there's several covers uh, of this song. Uh, David Allen Coe's, I, you know, I think it's one of those things, the first version of a song you hear sort of becomes the one you, maybe you enjoy more, even if, even if you like hearing different covers. I think the original usually holds some kind of uh, hold over you. So this is the first one I I heard. Uh, David Allen Coe is uh, 
to say he's a bit of a divisive figure in the country and music world is, is an understatement, but um, he has written some, some great songs and he's covered some great songs. And uh, uh, this is, this is one of them. It's uh, it's kind of a, one of those high and lonesome kind of songs about, uh, you know, missing someone. And, and that happens to me quite a bit when I'm, when I'm on the road, missing my family and wanting to get back. So uh, that, you know, that's one of the reasons I, I picked this song and, and I probably first heard it when I was living in Texas and, and the, the David Allen Coe version. So that's why I, I went with, uh, I went with this. Yeah, that's a great one. I love the, I just love the repeated lines. Like, you know, he visits all these different cities throughout the thing and it just keeps coming back to know you come home to me, you know, just that sense of like having home be, you know, whatever that is, whether it's a person or a place or anything. It's a, it's a lovely song. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. All right, track eight. You've got The Road to Ensenada by Lyle Lovett. Yeah, I mean, you can't put together any kind of, uh, you know, country or alt-country playlist without having a little Lyle Lovett on there. So uh, he's fantastic. This song reminds me of a very... A uh, specific trip. I was in uh, Mexico on a story one time and made the uh, mistake of eating some tacos from a, a taco stand, and that ended me uh, putting me in my hotel room for on my back for about three straight days. It was oh, uh, it was it was yeah, <laughs> super fun. And uh, and and for whatever reason, this song uh, you know I had on my iPod or something, and it just you know it, it now cemented. I all I can think about uh, is that trip. And you'd think that you know being laid up you you'd kind of hate that song uh hearing right, it but I was it, gonna it, ask. <laughs> it, yeah, even though it reminds me of a, a not so great time uh i don't know i still like the song um so uh and i wasn't in ensenada it just happens to be uh <laughs> the name of the song but uh it's a good song nonetheless even though it reminds me of a not so great experience well, and it's very soothing. So I guess if you're going through something like that, you know, you'd, you'd probably want to hear something, you know, soothing instead of, you know, going back to Uncle Tupelo. Yeah, right? that's a very good point. You, that When all you want to do is sort of lie there and curl up in a ball, uh, some of Lyle's more chill songs are excellent for that. That's great. Yeah, no, I love this whole album, The Road to Ensenada, is, is just incredible. But yeah, I, I really love this song. It's a very sad song, but... I, I love the, the vocals and, and the music behind it. So great choice. Thank you. Um, all right. So track nine, we get a little bit more mainstream here with uh, Brooks and Dunn and their song Only in America. So my guess is this is the one Samer probably had a hard time wrapping his mind around. Uh, <laughs> this, you're absolutely right. This is straight down the middle Nashville country and uh so the reason I picked this song is, is like you mentioned, I was a, what we call an embedded reporter on the campaign trail in, in 2008, which means you travel everywhere with a candidate. And I was with John McCain. And when McCain or any candidate speaks at some kind of rally or, you know, wherever he is, they always play music before he comes out while the crowd's coming in and people are getting to their seats. And it's always the same mixtape sort of like when you go to a concert and they play music beforehand. But imagine you go to that concert four times a day, every day for months and it's the exact (laughs) same mixtape. So this song is, was, was one of the songs they would play right before he came out. And it's sort of a, 
it was sort of a stages of grief thing. I mean, the first time you hear it, you're like, this song is terrible. I hate it. You're sort of wishing it would go away. Uh, you're pleading with them to don't ever play that song again. And then you come to acceptance and you're like, you know what? This is kind of a, almost a perfectly crafted country music song. I mean, it, it hits all the right notes and, and so now it has become this, uh, you know, it just reminds me of my time on the on the campaign trail. So if I heard this song today out of the blue, I'd say, you know, <laughs> this is terrible. I'd never listen to it again. But now it reminds me <laughs> of this very specific time. And, you know, it's kind of like uh, some sort of psychological conditioning. When you hear it over and over and over again for months, uh, you have no choice but to give it and finally accept it. So that's what happened with, with that song. Sam, do you feel better now? <laughs> I do feel a little bit better um, <laughs> because I was thinking in my notes here, I have that if we'd ever, if we did put together like a patriotic mix, you know, we if for July 4th, we, we decided to do one a little differently and just do like cities and states. But like if we had done like a an America themed one, this would just be it'd just be this twelve times, and we would have had that experience. <laughs> I mean, the lyrics are just built for political campaigns. It's been used by Bush, by Obama, by Biden, by Romney. I mean, you name it. Like McCain, apparently too. You know, like it's it's like it was just designed for that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it was built in a some factory in Nashville for political right. statements. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, and I thought it was amazing that both Republicans and Democrats have gone to this song and just oh, like, yeah. come out and rally yeah. to it, you know? See, there's music brings us together. It brings you know, us it's, together. It's another, it brings us together. If you listen to it. Brooks and Dunn enough times, then uh, you'll, uh, you know, vote for whatever they say. Yeah. Beat you down right, after a while. Go right from this to 100 listens of Neon Moon and uh, fall in love with that song. All right. Um Track 10, a, a very different type of message in this one. Um, so it's really interesting to have this one back to back. But we've got Call to Arms by Sturgill Simpson. Yeah, uh, just about as, as far away from uh, mainstream Nashville country as you can get. Um, yes. You know, it's, you know, when I was putting this this together, um, the, all the terrible stuff that's happening in Afghanistan is, hadn't, hadn't really happened yet. And now it's. It's kind of uh, it's happening. So I, I covered the you know the war over there for uh, for several years, and um, you know even though this song came out well after that, he he does talk a lot about uh, you know war and kind of wrestling with America's role in that. So so that's you know that that's what I think of when um, when I hear this song, and, and uh, as I'm sure as you guys picked up, it's even though the song is called "Called Arms." It's it's a lot it's a lot deeper than trying to rally people, you know, around the flag to uh, to go fight somewhere. It's it's not quite as easy to uh, to parse as uh, only in America, I suppose. Yeah, I don't think they're playing this one at any political rallies. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Well, you know, I was thinking actually, it kind of reminded me of Fortunate Son, in that maybe like mm -hmm. just by, based off of the title, you could be like, "Oh yeah, let's play it," but then you listen to the lyrics and you're like, "Oh wait, maybe this is not actually what we think we're playing." Yeah. No, I <laughs> yeah. think it would be misunderstood. Yeah, I mean, but the line that stood out to me: "They serve up distractions and we eat them with fries until the bombs fall out of the effing skies." Like it's just, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how we're just not paying attention and all yeah. these things are going on around us. Yeah, that that's exactly right, and, uh, and and you know I think that's why what's not to go off on some kind of political rant. I'll keep it 
keep my rant short, but <laughs> I think that's why you see what's happening is so surprising to everyone. What's happening in Afghanistan now is because we, we do sort of take our eyes off these things sometimes. And when you see these pictures come out, uh, uh, you know, it comes as a surprise, but you know, for, for people smarter than me who have been keeping an eye out for a long time, it, it shouldn't have come as a surprise. So, uh, rant over. Back to the music. Rant over. Back to the music. All right. So we go to track 11, uh, Longer Than You've Been Alive by the old 97s. This was probably my favorite song on the mix. And, yeah, uh, mine I've, too. I've seen the old 97s probably a handful of times live, and uh, they're they're just incredible. Uh, they're a fantastic band. Um, and, uh, and really, uh, if there's... If there's anybody who's still, you know, working today who kind of embodies that alternative country kind of uh, sound, and um, I would say I think it's the the old '97s, and and, uh, and as as I've as I've gotten older and and have children, this is sort of something that uh, that reminds me that you know I I've been working longer than they've been alive doing this sort of thing, and uh, <laughs> and um, it it makes me feel old, but uh, also you know it comes with a, a very very small amount of wisdom. So, um, and plus the old 97s are, are just great. As you said, Matt, they're a, they're a super fun band to see live and they just keep cranking out albums. And, you know, a lot of times it, it uh, you know, for a band that's been around, geez, probably 20, 25 years now, if not longer, um, yeah. their, their output, uh, you know, it sort of diminishes and, and, uh, but you know, their, their later albums, while different, uh, I think are, uh, a lot of ways just as good as their early stuff. It's really amazing how consistent they've been. So, um, yeah, they're, uh, definitely deserve a spot on any, uh, alt country playlist. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the song. I love the old 97s. I was introduced to them through the TV show Scrubs because actually a lot of their work has been on a lot of TV shows, um, which really speaks to its like its its reach. The the lyrics that I, I have to point out because I just love these so much um, were, uh, so he says, well, love that comes easy is a fake or a fluke. Love is a marathon. Sometimes you puke. I just thought that was, <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> what a fun line. <laughs> yeah, there's there's gems like that in almost all their songs. The the songwriting is great. The musicianship is great. There, uh, yeah, you can't go wrong uh, with the with the old ninety sevens. All right. Well, let's take this uh, take this all the way to the end with a great track here and and a great name too i'm coming home by robert <laughs> earl keen yeah so uh so uh so robert earl keen uh, robert earl keen jr i should say is uh um one of the one of the really the first you know kind of alternative musicians that i got into when i uh, in oklahoma in texas and um and uh he, he kind of really opened up uh a, a lot of these you know, open up the door for me to enjoy a lot of these bands. So, um, he's, he's also somebody who's been working now for, for many years and, and still has a real, um, high degree of, of, uh, of, of great songs that he still churns out. And, uh, of course, uh, at the end of this mix and at the end of any trips I'm on, I'm always looking forward to getting home to, uh, to the family. So again, I apologize if it's a little on the nose, but, uh, but it's uh, it's still a good song and a, and a good way to to wrap up the mix, I think. No, completely agree. It's a great song, and um, yeah, I mean, I imagine in your line of work, when when you're away from home for long stretches of time, it's it always feels good to get back home. Absolutely, yes, and uh, uh, yeah, Robert O'Keen and this kind of music reminds me of home. So uh, so he could just sort of hum to a guitar, and I would feel like I was 
heading home. Well, great. There you have it. Another super awesome mix in the books. Um, John, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Now, is there anything you want to plug while you're, while you're here? Any, uh, I, I know you said you're not huge on social media, but, but any other places that uh, people can find your work? Uh, I work for NBC News. So, of course, you're, uh, you're watching uh, NBC wherever you are in all of our news programs and all of our platforms. And uh, nothing can make me happier than doing that. And patronize our advertisers. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Nice. All right. Well, great. And Sam, you want to run down where people can find us? They can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're most active on Instagram, so be sure to give us a follow there at Super Awesome Mix. You can also check out our website, superawesomemix.com, and look at our merch page. Check out our Patreon to help support the show and get our episodes early and get bonus tracks as well um, and more cool stuff there. And then um, even take a look at our events page where we've got something really cool and exciting coming up uh, with the ability to kind of bring mixtapes back to life at, at your next event, uh, whatever you might be hosting. So give us a follow, give us a rating, a review, check it out. Um, all good things. There we go. All right. So for John and Samer, this is Matt, and we'll see you next time with another super awesome mix. Super Awesome Mix is brought to you by DLM. Make shopping easy with DLM, the one-stop shop for all your casual clothing needs. Shop DLMSupplyCo.com and enter the promo code AWESOME at checkout to save 15% off your first purchase. That's DLMSupplyCo.com.